Welcome to another episode of the Millennial Momentum Podcast. This is your host, Tommy Tahoe Lamo. I am on a journey. I'm on a quest for a better life. You know, I want to have better relationships. I want to be in better shape. I want more money. I want to move up. I want to get better. I want to get smarter. Uh, I know you do too. And, and so my quest is to learn from the greats on how to get to that next level and, and take you guys with me and, and do the dirty work for you. So thanks for joining me. I uh, want to give a quick shout out before we get into the, this week's interview uh, to Tom Buckley, the fan of the week. He's been listening. He's been reading. Uh, appreciate the love. Appreciate the support. Bucks, uh, keep it up. Keep doing your thing out there. Um, really do appreciate it. If you want to be like Tommy Buckley and show some support and get fan of the week, you can check me out in a lot of different ways. The podcast, wherever you're listening to it, you can get it anywhere. Um, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, the Monday episodes and book reviews are all now going to be on YouTube. Um, the interviews for right now going to stick with the podcast. You can also get full show notes, blog, newsletter, everything on TomLamo.com. So I'm all over the place. Tommy Tahoe on Instagram and Twitter. So hit me up. Let's connect. That's my favorite part of this is when people hit me up and we get to talking. So, um, I love to do that. So hit me up and questions, feedback, anything. So um, this week's interview, let's get into that, is is with Chris Lynch, who is the co-founder of Everyday California. It's a California lifestyle brand, and um, he's got a great story. So, you know, I was actually down in, in San Diego a couple months ago with my girlfriend, and we just took a weekend and, and went down there, and, and we wanted to go uh, paddle boarding. So we hit up one of the local companies and, um, you know, wanted want to get out there. And so we went, we, we saw good reviews of Everyday California. We went in and we, um, and for whatever reason, it was, it was too windy. We couldn't get out on the water, but we started talking to, to one of the, the people that own the company, uh, not Chris, Harry Thomas, shout out to Harry. Um, and we, we ended up staying in that, in their store for about three hours. And it was just so much different than, you know, you walk down the street and there's nine kayak shops and it's all the same thing, the same pictures of the kayaks and, you know, some cheap ass gear, but this place was an experience, like a massive wooden building with natural light coming through. They have their merch with, uh, it's it's the California bear with uh, holding a yellow surfboard and it's cool. They got good music. Um, they didn't have this then, but they, they have an IPA now. So they're serving that up and it's really a great experience. So um, I knew I wanted to get those guys, the, the founders on the show. Chris talks about how he comes from uh, an economics background, graduated in 08. We all know the story. Um, you know, corporate world goes into shambles and in finance He's left without a job. He's just hanging out in San Diego where he's from, uh, gets into the the kayak business. He'll tell his story and building it up from the ground up. Like they, he builds it up from every day. It's just him and his buddy running the company and they're giving out lessons and then they're answering calls and they're giving out lessons and they're answering calls um, all the way to where they are now. Uh, I think it's multiple million dollars a year. Um, and you know, he says, you know, this pretty much sums it up, sums up their company. Chris says, we want to make fun happen, create cool products, and use business to improve the environment. I mean, how cool is that? Uh, he's he's someone that is living it up. You know, he's he loves running the business. He loves getting out in the water. He loves 
you know, they have an IPA now, which I mentioned he loves drinking a couple beers with, with his friends on the weekends, and he's just having a great time in San Diego. So this is for the entrepreneurs out there. This is for the people that want to uh, live their own life, be their own boss. I mean, Chris is a cool guy. He sells it to you straight, some of the ups, some of the downs. So I really hope you enjoy this one. I think you're going to. Let me know what you think on um, on Twitter, on Instagram. Check out the site. Uh, but without further ado, here's my conversation with Chris Lynch. Chris Lynch, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Going. Good to be here. Stoked. Yeah, man. Thanks for, for taking the time. We were, we were just talking. Um, and your store down in La Jolla is just so cool. And I know I talked a little bit about it in the intro here, but it was such a unique experience when you're you're walking down whatever street that is and you see like seven or eight other companies that do similar things then you walk into the everyday california store and it's like whoa this is like this is an experience so i got to you know tip my hat off to you first and foremost for that thank you I appreciate it yeah it's definitely um what our main objective was when we set out uh, about 7 years ago is we wanted to to do something different. I mean, we wanted not just to give, you know, a kayak tour or a surf lesson or paddle boarding or whatever, you know, everybody does near the beach, but we wanted to to bring together a full lifestyle and, and give a, a real experience and um, you know, really have some have people be able to take home a little bit of like what we do and our lifestyle and, and the values that we uh, we want to uh, share with the world. Awesome. Awesome. So I want to take it back a little bit. Um to you know the start of the company and you know if if my research serves me correctly it it sounded like it was circumstantial due to some of the recession in 2008 um and it just kind of was something that just sort of happened and then grew organically but i'd love to hear more detail around like you know how did this happen from you having a nine to five desk job and then all of a sudden you're running um you know a, a californian lifestyle company yeah, so um, you're absolutely correct. Um, I graduated in 2008 um, with a degree in economics, and I was full set to uh, to move on to the corporate world. Uh, my dad works in finance. I had worked in finance all through college. Um, you know, I was a, a intern. I was doing a research analyst for international hedge funds. Um, I interviewed with Bloomberg. I actually sat down with Lehman Brothers before they collapsed and uh, had all these grand, uh, grandiose ideas about how I was going to be in finance and move to Wall Street. And, um, and then, of course, I get back from you know, my summer uh, after college. I was traveling abroad. I was in Bali. I was surfing all over. And I get back in uh, you know, September of 2008 and the market crashes uh, within two weeks of me returning home. And basically, uh, the entire, you know, everything I thought I was going to do was kind of out the door. Um, so I had, um, I actually, from there, I, I moved up to, uh, to Hollywood. Um, I went to acting school, believe it or not. Um, I was not exactly ready for an MBA because I hadn't worked hardly at all. And uh, I figured, hey, you know, why not chase a dream? So I, I moved to Hollywood, went to acting school, lived in West Hollywood for a couple of years, um, did the whole got an agent and went on auditions every day and worked at an Equinox gym. And uh, I got a call uh, from my now business partner, uh, Mike Sommer. Um, him and I were buddies uh, in college. And he kind of, same thing happened to him. He's a few years older than me. He went to grad school, got an MBA and graduated as soon as the recession hit. Um, and we had both worked at a, uh, a kayaking company in La Jolla um, that did guided kayak tours and scuba diving tours. 
and the business was going, it was going out of business. Um, the partners were separating. Um, and a lot of factors kind of led to why they were getting rid of the business. Now, one might think, oh, okay, you came in and, and bought an existing business. Well, kind of true, not really. Um, they, by the time we got uh, to them and, and decided that, hey, we're going to, you know, the two of us are, are going to um, run this business, uh, there was no location, uh, there was no employees. Um, so, zero storefront, zero employees. Um, basically, they gave us a pickup truck, some kayaks. Uh, and we had a cell phone and I had an iPad that I got for graduation <laughs> to uh, essentially run this business. Um, the valuable thing that we purchased from them was the permit to operate in La Jolla. Um, there's only five permits to operate. Um, we purchased their one permit. Uh, the company's name was OEX. And uh, we had to run the company under the name OEX for the next about year and a half two years um, until the permit was up for renewal, in which time we would become the rightful owner um, and we would be able to then change the name of the company. So hold on here. So you worked there, you worked there before you moved to Hollywood, right? Like you worked there in college? Worked before I Hollywood, worked there in college, yes. So, so you worked there during college and then your buddy uh, who you worked with obviously i don't know if he was working there or not but he found out that they were selling the company it was going out of business and his yeah he was he was actually he was actually um managing the store and kind of doing a little bit okay. of marketing for them um and just kind of and saw the opportunity you know and said um hey uh you know when, when they're looking for a buyer they kind of came came to him and were like you know would you want this um and he looked at it like I mean, there's so much you can do with this. There's so much opportunity that they're leaving on the table. Uh, we could turn this into, I mean, think of all the, literally think of all the possibilities and called me. And, and at the time, um, you know, I'm trolling around Hollywood trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And I had just started studying uh, the GMAT thinking, all right, I've done a couple of years in Hollywood. I'll stay here. It's probably time to go get an MBA um, and was getting ready to take the test. And that's how I'm like, well, um, spend a couple hundred thousand dollars and go into debt on uh, an MBA or, you know, <laughs> negotiate a contract and figure out um, how we can buy this permit and, and start a business. We'll learn that way. Wow. So were you, were you entrepreneurial at all growing up? Like, were you the kid that was running, you know, the lemonade stand or anything like that? Or did you aspire to own a business or was that, it was really that circumstantial? It was really that circumstantial. I mean, there was definitely times where I had thought about starting a business. You know, I loved the idea. In college, I had loved the idea of, of starting a surf company. I mean, I'm a you know avid surfer and golfer and outdoor enthusiast and always loved the entire lifestyle. Um, I grew up, you know, s snowboarding trips and surfing trips. And um, my mom uh, worked in Yosemite National Park in the, uh, in the trauma clinic there. And so I was going up there and following her around and all the mountain climbers. And so I'd always wanted to do something like that and never, never like dove in. Um, so I can't say that I was the one running a lemonade stand, but I definitely, you know, had, had dreams that all of a sudden this thing landed, you know, this opportunity, um, came up and it was like, how can I ever pass this up? This is incredible. You decide to take the leap 
and and go for it. And it's, you know, I, I guess financially speaking, it's less risk than the NBA. Like you're putting less money down, um, but you're going in on something that you really is, you're not sure whether it's going to work out. You don't know what direction it's going to go in. Like, what are your first steps from there? Like you just start uh, you know, going out on kayak tours, like one by one and, and build it up. Yeah, that's, it's exactly what we did. Uh, essentially, we we closed the deal. Um, our first day of operation was November 1, 2010. Um, I hadn't even been able to get out of my lease in Hollywood yet. Um, I hadn't been able to move anything down. I had to. I had a bunch of loose ends and things I needed to clean up. So um, the first few weeks wasn't, you know, I wasn't even involved. It was like trying to get down here uh, to San Diego from LA. Uh, and I... I didn't have a place. I literally moved down um, in December, um, slept on a buddy's couch, and uh, we started doing kayak tours. I mean, we we got a we were able to negotiate with a, a local surf shop owner uh, down by the beach in La Jolla that we could run our our tour groups through his surf shop, um, and then we rented a storage unit and we had that pickup truck. <laughs> so we wake up every morning, nice and early, go to the storage unit pick up a load of boats, return phone calls while we're in the truck, drop the boats off at the beach, um, go to the surf shop, check people in. Uh, while we're out on tours, no one's answering the phone. So it's just going to whoever's cell phone we have it forwarded to. Uh, do the tour. One guy is checking voicemails, returning calls, or trying to get ready for the next tour and literally just, just running the entire thing ourselves. Wow. It's just hus- just one by one hustling through. And how, do, like, how, do you, how did you get those first customers just because they would come through on the surf shop or, or how did you, how'd you get them? Yeah. Through the surf shop. Um, there's definitely, we still had a little bit of, um, a little bit of, I guess, juice you can say behind the name OEX people had heard of it before. And there was still a website that we weren't operating. We were like a, you know, a subdomain on their main website. Um, but, uh, the first big kind of group of customers that we got was, was literally through doing our own Groupon. And we just went as low as we could on the price and basically said, look, we're doing this ourselves. So, you know, if we can make five bucks a person, that's $5 more than we're, we're making right now. So we sold as many Groupons as we could, uh, started to get, um, busier and busier, um, hired on, um, and I say the word hired loosely, but, had some buddies start working for us and, and doing kayak tours while, you know, we could answer the phones. And, and then, uh, in about, about, uh, six months after that, after we actually took over, we, they're a little tiny 500 square foot, uh, what was a, what was an old, uh, real estate office on the street opened up and, uh, we were able to scoop that up and we, we opened our first store in, um, May of 2011. At that point, are you still under the OEX name? Still under the OEX name, yeah. Um, still under the OEX name, knowing that we're, we're not going to be OEX, um, but that we had to maintain that name until the end of the permit. So it's a blessing and a curse, right? Um, we wanted to get away from it. We wanted to be our own company. We, we had aspirations of, of growing into a, a lifestyle brand and, and doing clothing and you know, really creating a whole brand and image and, and marketing around what we're doing, uh, but we weren't able to. Um, so the blessing being that it made us really think and really sit down for two years and think about 
what's our logo going to be? What's our name going to be? You know, how are we going to market this? And that was, that helped us really in the long run. Um, We had the idea that we wanted to be a California brand. Um, At first we didn't know that we were going to have California name, but then we finally came to California sells itself. Everybody, we both myself and my business partner travel a lot and, um, Everywhere you go, if you just say you're from California, every person in the world knows exactly where California is. Um, so we went, all right, well, we need California in the name. Um, and then when we came up with Everyday California, uh, it was really just the least bad name we could think of. <laughs> um, well, it works. It works. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned like even in 2011, like you had dreams of being a lifestyle company, which, you know, in, in selling clothes and things like that. But like the way I see it, you guys are much more than that right now. At what point did you, were you thinking, all right, like this is more than just like a two year plan to like figure out what we want to do and make money. And like, this is the actual vision we want to have. Like how, like how early did you come up with that? And how do you, how do you like make sure that your culture not even the culture of you, but the culture of what California feels like is is being run through the company. Like, how do you make a, that such a focus? You know, that's taken time. Um, that is something that we're still working on today. Um, really coming up with that that brand ethos and really what your identity is and what you stand for is something that we're continually working on and it's continually evolving. Um, you know, when we first, when we sold our first t-shirt and hat, um, it was wherever we could get the cheese, cheapest t-shirt and hat from and, and wherever the local screen printer is. And we need to make a little money here. And, and so we can, so we can survive, you know, yeah. um, now that, you know, we've had seven, seven, seven and a half years, um, to learn and grow. Um, it's totally different, right? Uh, we've got a staff behind us. We've got employees, we've got, um, a little bit of room to breathe. Um, and by that, I mean just a little bit of, of money to experiment. And now it's more pushing towards how can we be more environmentally friendly? Um, how can we be a sustainable company? Um, how can we have partners that really fit in with our lifestyle? Um, so that for us now is we joined 1% for the planet. Um, so we're donating um, a portion of our gross um, receipts to charities like Green Wave, uh, which specializes in um, uh, 3D farming in the ocean. Um, we're, you know, we've got samples in our office that we're working on right now that have uh, fabrics made of bamboo. Uh, we're looking at fabrics made of sea cell, which is a type of seaweed. Um, we're really growing and learning as we go. And we try and be um, transparent with our customers in that, hey, you know, not everything we do right now can be sustainable. Not everything we do right now um, is where we want to be, um, but we're heading in that direction. And, you know, really up until last year, did we come up with what is our real actual tagline? What are we trying to do here? Um, you know, what are our 10 core values? Um, all that stuff has just taken us a lot of time. And I think you can talk to a lot of entrepreneurs who will say that, you know, yeah, you want that right away. And I think some companies are able to achieve that. But for us, we're learning and growing and still figuring it out. And what was it like building the company? I mean, virtually, you had the name, but 
uh, of OEX, but virtually building it from scratch with one of your friends, like, were there a lot of growing pains with that? Or was it just a blast because you were out on the water and just like doing, you know, being outdoors, which you love to do? Like, what was that like, the, the early building process? Um, there was a lot of struggles. Um, I, you know, I can't really sit back here and lie and say that it was all, um, it was all a bunch of fun and you're on the beach hanging out. Um, you know, having a business partner is like, uh, being married and especially when it's one of your buddies. Um, we've had a great, great time, but there's always ups and downs in a company. Uh, there's always, there's always money struggles. You know, we, we almost, uh, we almost ran out of money multiple times back in the day. Um, so that's a hard conversation for anybody. Do you, do you remember like a specific moment or, or an example where you were just like really strapped? Yeah, we were the second year. Um, we were strapped and almost couldn't make payroll. Um, and that was in the wintertime, um, which is still a slower period for us. Not as so anymore because we have um, a fairly robust e-commerce um, site and we do a lot more apparel and, and we have a bigger reach now. Um, but, you know, with a tough winter and as we were growing so quickly, we were hiring employees and, you know, we would have literally just paying rent on the, on the store and then paying rent on a storage unit and then trying to build a website and doing all of the things entrepreneurs and, and you know, small businesses have to do. And we almost, we literally almost didn't make payroll uh, to the point where we're like, what, are, where are we going to get this money from? And you were just on the verge there. Um, but made, but obviously made it happen. If I remember correctly, we we had you know probably close to maybe five thousand dollars left wow. in our bank account. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, you know, that's a company you know that in year two, you know, we had done already close to I mean close to seven figures. Wow! But we were growing so quickly and trying to ramp up and trying to keep up, and then you hit this you hit this dead of winter and it's raining all the time and our whole business is relying on people going out on the ocean. And it's like, well, no one's going on the ocean for the next few months. And you look and you're like, well, we got payroll. Oh, and did you remember that we have to pay taxes? You're like, taxes? What do you mean taxes? A lot of people um, that come on say that, and and I don't know if this is true for you or not, but like, if someone were to tell them uh, how hard it would be to build a company and to be an entrepreneur before they did it, that they might not do it, like knowing they have to go through all that. Like, do you feel like that at all? Or is it, or even if you knew going through that, like the, the joy on the other side is just worthwhile. I would still 100% do it. 100%. I would, I will not and do not want to ever work for anybody. (laughs) Now that I know what, what can be accomplished. And now that I know what it means to be my own boss and, run my own company and, and have my own vision um, and really plan my life accordingly, um, I would not go back. Yeah. So maybe just to get in the weeds too, I'm just kind of curious how you guys set it up. Um, are there specific uh, roles that you played as a co-founder that, you know, like for example, you, I would assume were, were more so on the financial side, handling a lot of that because of your background uh, and maybe your co-founder was more on sales or, or, product development or whatever, I don't know, whatever it was, like, is that how you split it up? Or is it just like, hey, whoever can get to this is just going to do it? So at the beginning, it was kind of whoever can get to this. And then as we grew, we definitely had to separate, right? Um, I, like you, you're correct, I'm much more on the finance side. But 
I also am much more kind of on the technologically savvy side and, and wanted to work on, you know, the web development and, and work on the, the branding uh, marketing aspects of the business and the, the real brand building, making the apparel, growing the lifestyle. Um, whereas my business partner is much more suited to the sales side. He's a much better sales guy than I am. Um, he also is a much, much, much better operations person, person than I am. You know, I stay clear of the operational side and that being employees and, and really just the, the day-to-day um, grind that it takes. Um, we have, you know, 70 employees now, and that takes a lot of time just from an operational and HR um, side. So I'm able to um, kind of step away from the nuts and bolts of actually running the business and run it kind of from from 30,000 feet. Yeah. Well, the vision side is is really important. I think that's something that you guys have clearly nailed. I think I saw somewhere... I forget what if it was a post or a video, but you said that you wanted everyday California to not just be a place, but uh, to follow like the California state of mind. Yeah. So like when you think of California and that state of mind that you try to embody, like what what does that mean to you? I mean, for us, it, it really it's all encompassing. Um, it's it's the life that I want to live. It's I want to wake up early in the morning and, and get in the water and go for a surf. Um, and then I'd like to you know, hit nine holes of golf and then head up to the mountains and go snowboarding. And in between that, I want to hang out at a beach bar and, and, the, and really what we're heading towards now and, and what we're trying to get to is, is to make fun happen, create cool products and uh, use business to improve the environment. Yeah. Well, you guys are cool as hell, man. I feel I'm wearing the hat right now. I was telling you before, like, man, I just feel, I feel like five times cooler when I'm wearing your clothes. It's just like, it's just, it's just awesome. Thanks. Um, um, and, and like on the same realm of cool, like you go from, um, you know, running kayak tours to building all the, you know, the, the different, uh, clothes and whatnot. And now you just launched an IPA this week or last week. Like t- tell me a little bit about that. That looks so good. Yeah, so it was a really cool project. We actually started um, three years ago. Um, you know, San Diego is huge for its beer culture. Um, you know, we're a bunch of young guys that that obviously are you know having some beers on the weekend and hanging out. And uh, we partnered with our first brewery uh, three years ago called Pure Project, um, and we did a limited release Everyday California IPA. Um, made it with all um, California sourced ingredients. Um, it went over really well, um, super good time. And we're like, Hey, okay, let's do it again next year. And so the second year we actually teamed up with another brewery resident brewing and did the same thing, sold out, had a great time. And this year, um, we talked to a few breweries. We were thinking about going somewhere else. We were going to, you know, maybe bounce around to different breweries every year and do this cool one-off project. And it came down and we're like, this is so much fun. Why, why are we doing this just one-offs in the summer? Let's, let's do this all the time. Um, so we were fa- uh, fortunate enough to partner with Resident Brewing again. And they said, you know, if you guys want to do it year round, we're, we'll jump on board and let's do it. Um, so we just launched um, the Everyday California IPA uh, on permanent rotation at Resident Brewing uh, last week. And um, it's been the, the beer, I, you know, obviously it's my beer, so I'm going to say it's good, but it's got really good good reviews. And, and um, we've had really good feedback from the community around here. And we're fortunate enough that we're already... Um, in distribution to uh, 12 bars in and around San Diego and um, looking to grow from there. So 
you know, couldn't be more stoked about that part of the business. And, and that really, you know, that wraps in and brings in when, when people say, I want to do a lifestyle brand, you know, when we say lifestyle brand, that's part of what we do, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it looks good, man. I, I, I was saying, I, I want to let me, yeah, let me know when you start shipping them up to, uh, to Northern California. Cause that looks like it looks killer. We'd love to, we, I mean, we, you know, we want to share it and spread it all over the place. What's what are the plans for the company? Like, what's the next step of building this out, but keeping the culture? Like, are you planning to get outside of San Diego at all, or is it more so on the e-commerce? Like, where it, as much as you can share, you know, like, where, where does the vision lie? So it's 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 a bit of a three pronged approach. Um, e-commerce being kind of our main focus right now, um, especially that's where we see the marketplace heading. Um, as far as, you know, big box retailers is not something that we're really focused on. We do have distribution across the U.S., um, but in specialty retailers, and that's a small footprint of what we do. Um, so e-commerce is huge for us. Um, the next step is definitely um, to leave the San Diego area, possibly. Um, but first, we're, we're going to open up some more specialty locations. Um, we're going to... Any locations that we do... Um, are going to have adventure uh, behind them as well. Um, you won't see, you most likely will not see an everyday California in a mall. Um, you know, we're thinking more like Newport Beach uh, by the harbor where the everyday California there will do paddle boarding um, and possibly do surf lessons. And then we'll also have a, a big e or a big retail store. That's what, what we would love. I mean, we've talked about it a lot before. The, the greatest thing ever would be, um, you know, in five or 10 years to have 10 everyday California locations all over the place. And I can go up to San Francisco and hang out in the Marina district. And maybe up there we're doing uh, bike tours and something out in the Bay. And, you know, we got something in Newport and maybe Malibu and kind of all over the place. Um, that would be really our dream. That's awesome. So what, what drives you? Like, what's the end end purpose? Is it to, is it that you want to, like you in generally enjoy building the business or is it like you want to help people? Because generally if someone's coming on a tour, like they, they might not be real, like they might, they're probably a new surfer or new to water sports. Like, is it trying to um, share some of the California culture with people that may not be familiar? Um, is it just loving that, you know, you're, you're building something on your own. Like what's driving you? Like when you have those bad days that you can point to and just say like, this is the vision, like this is what I'm working towards right now. You know, I, I love building the business. Building a business to me has been amazing. And it's something that has really fueled my fire. Um, and it's also for me, like, you know, even if I'm having a bad day and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm walking down the street and, and I see somebody like yourself wearing our gear um, or I hear somebody talk about, you know, how they went out with us on the water or whatever it may be. It's like the coolest thing ever. Um, and I just want to keep, I just want to keep growing that, you know? Um, I remember with, I was with my mom in Malibu a few years ago. Um, and we walked into a big Hurley store and it was such a cool store. And I told my mom right there, I was like, this is what we're going to do. Like, we're going to have these type of stores all over the place. And that's still the goal. I mean, I'd still love to do that. I mean, I can't imagine how how well Phil Knight sleeps at night sometimes, you know? Like, I would love to build a business like that. Yeah. Um, Phil Knight. I mean, it, I assume you've read, uh, you've read Shoe Dog? Oh, yeah. Great book. Love it. <laughs> One of my favorites. So good. 
So good. And it's obviously pretty relevant for you and like on the retail side and just some of those stories, but that's really cool. And what do you think is something that's, that's holding you either you personally or the business back? Like what's the next obstacle that you guys need to tackle to, to get to the next level? Oof, that's a tough one. Um, really for us, it's, it's, it's risk management. We need to figure out what's the, the safest way and the best way for us to be able to grow. We could possibly go out and, and raise some funding or look for you know, private equity or whatever it may be to really put those rocket boosters behind our company. Um, but it's not what we're interested in. You know, I'm not interested in over leveraging and trying to shoot this thing to the moon and, and falling short and, and losing it all. Um, we're having a great time. We got a really good thing going. Um, so that's really the next obstacle is determining what our next moves are, but determining those moves in, in a strategic way and in a, in a safe way where we can continue to grow year over year. And we might not see that hockey stick, uh, growth that, that other companies are seeing, but we plan on being here well into the future. You know, I, I plan on sitting in my office next to the beach and, and having a smile on my face and hanging out. I don't want to. That doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to to overshoot and and uh, lose what we've got. And we've got a lot of great employees who who love working with us. Um, we have a super cool culture. Um, we have a great environment, and you know, I want everybody to be able to to stay working for us and support their families and and live at the beach and and have a great time doing it. So, you know, one thing that is just so clear to me is that like you're just you're loving what you're doing right now um and which which i think a lot of you know a lot of listeners and just a lot of people uh really probably can't say the same thing if you look them in the eye and said like do you really love what you're doing right now um i feel like you know 70% of people would say no and and uh, a former guest of mine james altucher has a theory that you know the way to get to that is to think about what you love to do as a kid when you're 8 10 12 years old and try to find a way to do that and make money doing it and it seems like that's something that you've done knowing that you know you were always you know doing things outdoors and now you're you're finding a way to make that passion what you're doing on a day-to-day basis and building a company but like is that like if there was someone that was listening right now that was say 27 years old and they're they're stuck at their accounting job or they're a teacher or whatever and they just don't like what they're doing like what would you tell them like what would you like how would you guide them to get on a path that that they can start doing something they love I mean, I always tell people to start right now. You know, whatever it is that you want to do, start right now. You've got plenty of time. I mean, everybody, I I know that people say that I'm I'm too busy at work or I have this going on, I have that going on. Well, there's no reason why you can't dedicate a few hours a week to a passion project, you know, to something that you love to do. It's so easy nowadays to start a business, um, especially when you're, if you want to do an e-commerce business, you can, you can open a Shopify store within an hour. Um, and it's cheap, you know, (laughs) there's the barriers to entry nowadays are so low that if you have an idea, start it today, start it right now, because if you're 27 now and you keep thinking about it and talking about it for the next few years, well, then you're 30. And then all of a sudden a few years, maybe you have a mortgage and then you have kids and then it's a lot harder. So why not just start today? Why not start tonight? Love it. I love it. Chris, man, this is this is a blast, and and I would, I mean, anyone that's in 
La Jolla, you got to check out the store. It's just like, it. I know this is how I, I said this at the beginning. I got to say it again. Like, it's so interesting when you're walking down the street and like, it's just such a different environment when you walk into to your store versus others. And I'm not just BSing you and saying that. It's just true. Or if you go on your site or your Instagram, it's just like, it's just really cool. So uh, I love what you're doing. You know, the last questions that I have are just, you know, any last words to, you know, the people out here and then where can we find you? Where can we find Everyday California uh, and show some support? Yeah, man, no, I really appreciate appreciate being on. I mean, I, I would just say that everybody can check us out at um, everydaycalifornia.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram at everydaycalifornia. And uh, yeah, if you're ever in San Diego or, uh, or La Jolla, um, stop on by. We'll get you guys out on the water, uh, kayaking, paddleboarding, surfing, snorkeling, and uh, we'll have a great time. Awesome. Well, you heard the man. Go check them out. Book your flight down to San Diego and, uh, and enjoy the water. Right on. Cool, man. Well, Chris, thanks so much for joining. Thanks for being uh, so generous with your time. Appreciate it. All right, guys. If you're on the podcast app, thank you so much for listening to that interview. If you're on YouTube, you can check out my interview with Chris Lynch in the link below. Um, Chris Lynch, for those that don't know, co-founder of Everyday California. It's a lifestyle brand for California. I want to give my quick three takeaways uh, for those that listen or to help those uh, get involved if they're, if they're on YouTube right now. So, um, number one, Chris had such a clear vision. He knew from day one it was a kayak company. They were doing rentals. They were doing tours. They were doing lessons. And um, a little technical malfunction there. Um, but he knew right from the get-go that they, he wanted to be a lifestyle company. He wanted to be merchandise. He wanted to show what California was about, which you know to him is second chances. It's uh, being alive. It's taking advantage of the day. It's being entrepreneurial. So I, I love that about him. You know, number two, you know, he, he keeps his values in line. You know, he wants to make cool products, he wants to make fun happen, and he wants to improve the environment using business. So they give 1% back to, uh, to charity for the environment. Uh, they certainly make cool products. They have fun. They're making beer. They're making merch. They're on the water. They're surfing. He's living the best life that he wants, and it's not about the money for him. It's about, um, you know, the purpose and and. and being able to use business to have the life that he wants, which I think is true entrepreneurship, if you were to ask me. Uh, and then the third thing is his last quote that he he shared is whatever that whatever it is that you want to do, start right now, start today. If you want to have a business, you can get one on Shopify. If you want to do a podcast, all you need is an app. All you don't need this mic. You just need a phone and the Anchor app, or um, you know, go on YouTube or whatever it is. Start right now. Start today. Start with one hour a week. Build your way up. That's what I did. Um, started with one episode with uh, you know my boss and my roommate, and now um, you know this is episode where are we at sixty one, sixty two, something like that. So um, love Chris Lynch. Great story. Check out Everyday California. The site, Instagram. Uh, they have a really cool Instagram doing pictures of of sweet things around the state. So check them out. Check out Chris. More content coming on board. I appreciate everyone that's listening, that's watching, that's following along. Give me a shout out if you can uh, and have a great week. Out.